What's going on, beautiful, beautiful nerds? We have decided tonight that we want to go and we want to sit down and talk about music. We hope we stick to that. Yes. The problem with music today is it doesn't tell a story. It's just, hey, man, I got money and bitches and drugs and I'm awesome. So what the fuck happened? What happened over the course of between our lives and like this current generation? What do you think it is? Yeah, but it's fun. It's It may not tell a story and it may not be my favorite, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes driving down the road, just wanting to be a badass as a mom and be ghetto, listen to some of this new day stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Even though I don't necessarily like it. But it has a good beat to it. It makes it kind of fun, especially when you're at kid events and they're constantly playing the same. All right, it's annoying that they constantly play the same. <laughs> like, all right, we go to football events a lot, but so they play like the same 20 songs over a weekend. Mm-hmm. But it gets fun. It's catchy. You get to know the words to it. It's not fantastic genre and it's kind of stupid eight out of ten times but i catch myself singing it sometimes and if nobody else is in the car with me every now and then i'm gonna pop on some music that i probably shouldn't be listening to because i'm not here's here's part of the thing that was that makes me wonder right so when we were growing up we went from nc hammer Michael Jackson, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, guys like Tupac started coming out. Tupac, Biggie, um, you had Dre coming out, you had Eminem coming out. And these guys were talking about different things. They were talking about actual things, factual things that were happening. And it took a shift from that direction. But now it feels like there's no substance. So do you think that that is a good thing or a bad thing for music? I'm going to go with a really, really unpopular opinion here, just because, by the way, I'm Mike's wife, and I kind of think what's on my mind. I don't really think about it. I have no filter. It just kind of comes out sometimes. Um, I think it was a different time, because with Tupac and Biggie and things like that, they really did come from the streets. They grew up selling drugs to provide for their kids that's really that's really the life that they live where now maybe not so much these kids think they have it rough these rappers whatever it is but they're not they don't have it as rough as they think they do I mean some do don't get me wrong there's plenty of these kids that have gone through some shit but for the most part in the things that they've gone through they just want to prove that they're a badass about it's not like, hey, I went through these struggles and I'm a better be- person because of it. It's just like, oh, look, I have a gun. I did this. I was with the cool kids and I'm cool because of it. So let me sing about it. They don't really tell the story. They don't better themselves because of it. It's just, hey, I'm a badass. Let me tell everybody I'm a badass. Well, let me tell you where I have a where I have a problem with that. Well, I agree. It is, it is about entertainment. Um, hip hop music 
a lot of what the messages between between hip hop music that was released was about suppression. That's where it was. It was a lash out over being held back, not being able to vote, not being able to do a lot of things that you were being do uh, being able to do, and then being looked down upon because you were possibly. Now I'm not a. We're I'm, just gonna throw it out there because you were possibly black and that's what everybody claims correct. you were oppressed about but here's the thing you want to say that but here we are today and we're still in the same quote-unquote <laughs> oppression that people are dealing with and all of these things well, why is it when, I mean, we're going to use tupac and Biggie just because they're the most well known and easiest to reference but they went through that, hey, our life sucks. We have these things that are working against us. We have these struggles every fucking day. We have everything working against us, but we're going to make something better for ourselves. Not, woes me, this sucks. I live in the ghetto. My mom's on food stamps. Woes me, I can't do anything because of it. No. It's something like Biggie where he's like, look, I was on the street corner selling drugs to provide for my daughter. I wasn't out there because I wanted to be. I wasn't out there because I, I was out there to provide for my child. Whereas now a lot of the music is I'm out here slinging drugs because it's the cool thing to do. Not that you're going to, you're trying to better yourself. Not that you want to be anything else, but it's the cool thing to do to sell drugs and have a gun or somebody like yeah, like I said, we're going to reference Biggie just because it's the easiest reference. Literally in the song, he says, I was out on the corner selling drugs to provide for my child. That's a whole lot different than, hey, let me be cool and sell a dime bag because I got a big gun in my pocket and I'm, I'm, I'm a cool thing. Like that, There's a big difference there. Well, I think part of the thing is, is there was conscious hip hop. Um, a lot of these true MCs from back in the day, they realized that there was a lot more to talk about than hoes and, and money. Um, and then that's why you got tracks like Hit Em Up or uh, Keep Your Head Up, for instance. Mm -hmm. Hit Em Up, man. That's a great track, by the way. Different but, scenario, but okay. That goes against everything that I'm saying. <laughs> Um, but it's weird because you would listen to tracks like that from Tupac. You see, um, changes, you see a lot of these tracks and then you see a lot of these current hip hop guys, even Kendrick Lamar to a degree. Well, I'm not going to lie is a lyricist. lyricist amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. There's a lot of things I'll do. I like a lot of different types of music. And even if I don't like it, I will give credit where credit is due. I like Kendrick Lamar. But he's an amazing lyricist anyway. My thing, and this is kind of, I guess, where we, we can't figure out what the hell happened, is, like you said, there was always a story that was told. And a lot of it was, hey, I came from the ghetto and I did better for myself. And I, you know, there's that Tupac song, you know, Hey Mama. It's all about Dear Mama. Dear Mama. <laughs> that 
you know, for his mother and what she did for him and acknowledged the struggles that she went through, but did everything she could. And a lot of these songs was about respecting your girl and doing the best by her. And you're going to make sure she's taken care of where now it's like, buckles and bitches. It doesn't matter. I got a side chick and it's just a whole different world. And I have to wonder, is that we have two teenagers. Is that what they truly think? Yes. Or is it they're just sing along to music? Because I know when I was younger, and mom heard my music, and she was like, "This is the dumbest shit ever." I didn't mess. I knew the lyrics. I knew every single word, but I didn't necessarily listen to it until I was older, and then it meant something to me. So is this? Is it the same thing with our kids that they're listening to it and hey, this has a good beat and let's turn up the bass in the truck and we're cool, but they have no fucking idea what they're actually listening to. And if they do, do they care? There's such a desensitization. They're desensitized, yeah. Whatever it is. Do they give a shit what's being said? You know, every once in a while I'll go and I'll play some of the old tracks, something really um thought-provoking and one of the most interesting things that i found actually that i didn't expect um so my son is a huge hip-hop head he loves hip-hop um but a lot of the shit that i go and i'll play for him i'll play him dmx i'll play him mom deep i'll play him fucking tupac i'll play him all this stuff all the stuff that my daughter actually appreciates but my son does not. And then... It's decent, but he doesn't enjoy it. He doesn't... It's not... Very rarely is it ever his thing. He'll, he'll admit, thankfully, because we taught him better to be a good kid. Yeah, I don't know. He'll admit it's decent, but it's definitely not his thing. And then he starts comparing it to his bullshit that... Lord Jesus, please plug my ears or make me go deaf someday. <laughs> But it's funny, a couple weeks ago, I introduced him to Tom McDonald. Uh, I started off with uh, Don't Look Down. Um, after that, I went Dear Slim and went after that. And what was really, really interesting is Tom McDonald is somebody who goes and he has a huge message. It is, I mean, it is popping off with fucking neon lights. You know exactly where he's coming from. Yeah, but you have to realize a lot of people don't know who Tom McDonald is, have never heard of him, mm -hmm. have no fucking clue. Okay, so, so you can't just say, oh, I had my kids listen to it because, hey, that's cool. I had my kids listen to John Mayer. Like, it doesn't, there's a whole different. Okay, so Tom McDonald. Who he is, you need like a five second <laughs> background check of who Tom McDonald is because you. Let's be realistic. Nobody fucking knows. No, you're absolutely right. Tom McDonald is a white rapper from Canada. He's got tattoos on his face and everywhere else. He's originally from Canada. Then he ended up moving to <laughs> yes. Then he ended up moving to Los Angeles. Um, Tom McDonald releases a lot of um yeah a lot of yes a lot of things that make you question where you stand. And what and he's, matters? He's very that. clear <clears throat> about where he stands, but he throws it out there in a way 
like you said, that makes you question where you stand. Like well, he's he's very clear on his opinions. He just kind of makes you think, like, oh shit. Think about it like that before. Well, that's part of the reason why I referenced this song, Don't Look Down. Part of the reason why I referenced it is he literally says in the lyrics, he says, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm not a town hall. And well, I didn't know that. Look, I'm and if I... you listen to his lyrics, Tom McDonald never says this, hey, you're wrong. This the way it is. What does Tom McDonald say? He says, hey. This is my opinion. No, 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 no. Not even that. Why is it like this? Why is it like that? Why are we questioning these people or are not questioning that? There's a series of questions that you need to answer as an individual. Okay, let's throw this out there also to begin with. I have listened to Tom McDonald a handful of times. I think I actually listened to him before you did. Um, but my husband taught me a lot of musical things. <laughs> me a lot of musical things, and maybe four out of ten I actually listened to him. Not gonna lie, but Tom McDonald was one of those ones. Even just by the name of the song, I was like, "What the hell? Let me give it a shot." And it was something that I did not. Except in any sense of the word. Well, that's the thing. Is I think a lot of people are coming up with answers, but not enough people are asking questions. And I think that... Oh my God, in every sense of the word and every aspect of life, <laughs> people are not questioning anything. They're just rolling with it. Exactly. And that's the point that we fall into. And that's why... Um, artists this is why we came through the music aspect is because music is very very personal when you listen to dave matthews you feel a certain way about it when i listen to <laughs> obviously when he says that i'm a huge dave matthews fan let's just throw that out there and he's not the hugest dave matthews fan. <laughs> but that's the way it works you know there's there's always the reason why I'm not in Dave Matthews the way that you're in Dave Matthews, but I'm into Slipknot and Tool in a way that you're not in the Slipknot and Tool is because there's a emotional attachment to it. And that is the beauty of music is that when you create music, you are going to pull people in that have sim similar interests. And right now, what this dude is releasing, those are the questions that need to be asked. Is like right. why? That's all he's asking. Yeah, but nobody's going to and and I feel like and it's sad. And I wish there were more people that would do it, but nobody for any reason, no matter I can't say nobody, but the majority of people for any reason over anything are not asking why. No matter what, whether you want to get political, no matter COVID, no matter what you want to do, people are just not questioning anything. It's like, hey, this is what I was told. Let's roll with it. You know, even like our kids in school, they're told one thing and you're like, with this, I know, completely soil topic, but like this common core stuff. Hey, this is how you have to do math. This is the way that it is. No. Why? 
There was a bug and I flicked it. Oh my god, I've been watching this bug for like last 10 minutes. He's been so awesome. He went I from- I didn't kill him, I just flicked him out. He went away. Anyway, like we were talking about. <laughs> um, you know, things like common court. It was just like, and it's not a political thing, but it's like question it. There are some children that learn better the way that's being taught. Somebody like the majority and somebody like our kids do not learn that way. There's a there's a difference in everything. You have to at least be open to opinions. And like that Tom McDonald, you can't sit there and say, hey, you're absolutely wrong. As an adult and as a decent human being, you at least have to say, hey, you make a point. Even if you don't agree with his point, even if everything he says you think is bullshit, you have to give somebody credit for at least asking a question. Right. Ask. Yes. What is it? What does that matter? Like, again, off subject, because I have a tendency to do this. I'm huge into nonsense crafting. So we're driving down the road and my husband sees these. I don't know, but workers, some sort of yeah. construction workers. And he knows I've always want one of those like spool things. Well, I wasn't in the mood. So I told him to keep driving and he just stopped. And he's like, Hey, can we have one of those? And they said, yes, there's no reason. It was just question. Ask what's the worst they're going to do is say, no. You know, when you get somebody like Tom McDonald, they, he puts his feelings out there and what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody's going to say, nope, I think you're an idiot. Cool. But there may be one person that's on the fence that says, hey, let me think about this. There, he makes some valid points. Let me, let me just think about it. And that's all that it is. Nobody's got to necessarily change their opinion just. God's sake, have a fucking brand of your own and just think. How do we go from Tupac and Biggie to this? How Let me. Uh, all right, I'm going to say one last thing and we're going to go back to the Tupac and Biggie thing because that's I don't our. Know how the hell? So, this is how me and my husband have been married for <laughs> ten, ten years. Yeah. Ten years, been together for, I think, 12. Because this is what happens. We start on one topic and we just go and it really ends up all over the place that's kind of us that's kind of our relationship but you know it's worked for 10 years so we just gotta roll with it so right, the you way your final piece i have to go grab a beer can you grab me one of course i mm. love all right so let me um timing is everything okay and at the time that Tupac came forth, there was a series of questions that needed to be answered in order for us to almost move on as men um, who were the alpha type in, in those type of situations that Tupac was describing. And what happened for a long period of time is people stopped asking questions it was just a response it was diss tracks it was you know so on and so forth but nobody um 
would necessarily ask any question. Well, that's a problem. So now you have Tom McDonald coming forward. And I know some people are like, man, Tom McDonald, he's just hunting on the insecurities of the American people today. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is here's a dude who's asking questions. That's all he's doing. He's asking questions. There's never a time where he says, this is the way that it is. He just says, think about this. And this is where hip hop is coming to. It's becoming more conscious. I was uh, just having a conversation where, uh, yeah, where Royce the Five Nine decided that he wanted to go and um, he said some shit against Lupe Fiasco and Lupe decided to go and react with a fucking heavy ass fucking diss track. Um, as a reaction to that, Royce the Five Nine came out with a track, but it was all just, you know, skill. There was no substance. And coincidentally, now everybody thinks that there's going to be a beef battle between Royce, Eminem, and the Slaughterhouse group um, for the quote-unquote backpack rappers, Kendrick Lamar and uh, Lupe Fiasco. And, um, oh man, I'm forgetting so many... But they're so uh, so. It's going to be interesting. I think I think music because these guys that are um, backpack rappers are super conscious of the way things are going. They're more about educating than they are about dissing. Um, so I think that the kids in this generation, if this beef battle happens between. Um, Eminem's camp and, and Lupe's camp, I think it'd be really beneficial about opening people's eyes about seeing things for what they are. And I think that at this point, I, I know didn't it, expect that to be so loud. I'm sorry. No, nah, you're good. And uh, and I think at this point, like, I mean, you tell me when you're done making this part because I'm gonna make right after this. All right, let's be honest, like, outside of music, like, what other what other point do we have to make? Like movies are coming out as movies. They're strictly entertainment. Um, the content on news is strictly to turn one side against the other side. Thank God we don't have cable. <laughs> yeah. So then you have music. But the, the thing that's becoming really, really, really strange is how political music is becoming. Um, Eminem. Yes, our old school people are, yes, but this new day nonsense the kids are with, no. I can't, my God, when I see the kids are listening, I feel like I'm 97. We are about 97 at this point. But anyway, this, the stuff these kids these days listen to, it, there's no political anything. They're just running their fucking mouth. Yeah. There ain't no political nothing. But here's my thing. I know I've, I cut you off. I don't know where you're going. No, 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 you're good. You're I just good. came back. By the way, this is our marriage. If we ever do a podcast together, this is what it's going to be. So and prepare. All, yeah. And all over the place, nothing makes sense ever. Just hold on to your seats because here we go. Um, I'm, I'm going to be realistic. You told me about this whole backpack yep. rapper thing the other day in a yep. 
battle and all this other nonsense. I tuned you out within seven seconds. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Okay. And there's two separate, maybe there's two separate generations mm -hmm. within our own generation. You get into all of this, they're fighting, there's this, and there's a back and a forth, and I bet I didn't even know what the fuck a backpack rapper was. Until you told me like three days ago. And we're two years age difference. It's not like there's a generation between us. Sometimes, like, yes, music has a thing. But I think at this point, maybe because we're old, I don't know. But you look a lot into it. Like, you, you talk to our son about it, who's 17. He's super into music. That's kind of one of his. <clears throat> Coming thing. You started talking about this backpack nonsense and this beef that's going on. He looks at you like you had 97 heads. You had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. I'm gonna lie. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> like it, it was what it was. So when you look at backpack rappers, it typically started with the Caucasians. Technically speaking, if you were to go by the thought process of what it was, Eminem was technically a backpack rapper. But because Eminem was in the culture straight off the get-go, that's why he wasn't pulled in to the same group. Backpack rappers are... How do you want to say that he's a backpack rapper, but then say... I'm going to tell you is, why. I'm going to tell you why. Backpack rappers are the type of dudes that have instrumental fucking, typically, they have their own mixing board in their backpack. They have their headphones. And what they are is they're battle rappers. They're battle rappers, but typically backpack rappers are conscious battle rappers. So they... You, see, you say battle rappers. Mm -hmm. You like, I don't know, me personally, I, maybe I'm not like... Rap musically first, but the first thing I think about is eight mile. That's it. Or they freaking hop on stage and just hop like go back and forth. It happens in the parking lots. Yes. Is that like a real fucking movie? Yes. No. Yes. People gather together and like. Can we find one around here? That's kind of bad. <laughs> I mean, I know we're not probably cool enough to go. So they have rap. In the shadows, uh, they have rap Olympics once a year, oh, which is the most amazing thing in the universe. I'm not going to go to the Olympics. Um, we got somewhere in the back park. Do you want to know what the rap Olympics? Uh, Eminem actually placed second. That's how Dr. Dre found him. He, he got... Oh, oh, listen, no, no, no. but I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Shit about rap Olympics. No, no, no. Let's be realistic. I want you to think about this. Shit about the real Olympics. No, no, no. Reason anybody cares right now. Fucking drama with this one with her nails and being a tranny and shit. Yeah, boys and girls, sports and nails. I want you. I want you. I want you to think about it. Once a year. Um, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, you and seven of this and, uh, I was about, I was about 15, 16 years old and, um, was a big pot smoker and I went to my dealer and my dealer while we were waiting for our weed was watching the rap Olympics. What are they like fucking televised? That yes. HBO? 
they're the pay-per-view, as a matter of fact. Of course they are, because pay-per-view is going to make a I want you to think about... Look, I was so... I had babies young. I'm so not in the loop. And you have I'm no idea what so you're... So You have no idea where you're missing. These things are excellent. But I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Oh, boy. Okay? In 1998... Six years ago? No, no, no. In 1998, the rumors of Eminem being signed with Dr. Dre happened. Okay? In 1999, he dropped his debut album. Since then, he has outsold every single artist in the history of hip-hop. Okay? okay. He got second place. No, that's some kind of crazy shit. What the hell happened to the first place person? I don't know. It's like that. What's that song? The boy, the show, the voice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the voice. Yeah. It seems like the first person never does anything with them. It's always like the second person. Yeah. I, I never watched one of them shows ever in my whole entire but I, life, but I feel like. The first person is always the. But how crazy! The black sheep of the family. How crazy is that? Like he got. Well, okay, who was first? You know, Google it. Who? In that Olympics thing that you were talking about with your. Oh family. yeah, I'm gonna look it up. You're gonna um, have to Google that shit. But here's the. Bunch of be like. Like somebody completely. Ridiculous. Here's the interesting thing: is during the time of him going to the Rap Olympics, which were, I want to say they were in Los Angeles. Dumbest shit! I oh, it's amazing. You know. think it is no, watching it is. freestyle battles of it's them talking? Cool as hell, but when you're an uh, adult and you've got other shit going on in your life, like that's cool as hell. But yeah, time to sit there and watch no fucking no. You got time to watch the goddamn news. All right, here's what I want you to do. Hey, by the way, God, I'm 39. Know. She's 38. I'm going to tell her right now to tell somebody. Okay, let me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow <laughs> your roll on that train. We're not going to tell me. I just did. To do I'm anything. going to you're tell you. In. You're gonna tell I'm going to tell you. This. I'm going to tell you to fuck the fuck up. No, nah, I'm going to tell you to walk up to Nas. Okay. Nas, by Guarantee the way, he'll apologize after this fucking no, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Nas is fifty plus years old. I'm gonna tell you, Nas. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The king of New York. He yes. dethroned the king of New York, so called, when he dropped Ether. He is the king of New York. Oh, Eminem did. No, no, Nas dethroned oh. Jay Z oh. with Ether. Oh, let me ask you this. So, yeah, that's that's the beginning of Ether. Um, was that a, oh, shit. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. So, so Nas is in his 50s. Should he that stop? That hurts my heart. Please, Should he stop? Please, I want you to please stop saying that because that hurts my fucking Eminem heart. is 50. I don't care. Stop. Saying things like that, it hurts my heart. Here's my way of thinking about it, right? So if you are a rapper who's in your 50s, I don't think age matters anymore because we all look forward to the old school, like the old school guys. Like to this day, no we matter do. We yes, do. no matter who comes out, um, there's a female rapper. The first thing we do is we compare her to Little Kim. Of course. And it's the same thing with a male artist. Male artists will 
typically compare in Biggie, oh, Pac, yeah, or say, there's two more. There's only two more that you will typically, typically as somebody who's looking for substance that you look for, and that's Ooh. 50 Cent and Eminem. Those right. are the only two outside of those Look, two. I'm going to be real me for a minute. I don't, I'm not all about black men, but 50 Cent, anybody actually listening to this, anyway, that's the story. 50 Cent is like the tail end of our actual generation. I don't know, whatever we are, what are we, millennials? Genetics? What All right. the fuck are we? So I'm going to tell you. Go, what are we? We're. Are we like an in between? We're millennials, unfortunately, because we were born in the 80s. All right. I'm going to have to Google that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that means. 70s is technically. Uh, the end of the 70s is Gen X, which I really thought was weird. Wait, I thought Gen X was after us. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. what's after us? So if we're millennials. Pussies. Okay, that's not what I was going for. I was looking for the official term. I thought Gen X came after Millennial. So what comes after us? What I can't remember. Gen Z. There's a Gen, Gen Z. Z. That's that what it is. Yes. Yes. I thought it was Millennial. Then why is everybody always talking shit about Millennials then? We're the cool group. Why is only shit? I think I've talked shit about Millennials thinking they were the ones after us. I should probably Google that. Anyway, let's talk about these two uh, rappers that I talked about last. 50 Cent, right? So 50 Cent was on his way up. He was doing real well. He was releasing a plethora of fucking diss tracks. Um, hmm. He was on the verge of being... Shot nine times. He was... Six times, nine times. Nine times. Sorry. He was on the verge of getting signed with a major... I want to say he was Atlantic. But then he ended up getting shot. Nine times. Look, y'all, I'm going to tell you now, like, I'm probably going to hop on here every now and then just because we get bored. I'm fucking random as shit, so it's just going to happen. I'm just going to throw it out there. Whatever we start talking about or if he says something, it's completely normal for me to go off the deep end because I just have no... so oh some of the interesting things is I feel like I need to explain myself <laughs> at this point. We're only what thirty minutes in. I probably should thirty four. Yeah. Probably should have explained that I'm not a complete idiot. I just I'm thinking and it may not always Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Here's the thing with fifty cent. Fifty cent for about ten years prior to him getting uh, you always think that in the back of your head. <laughs> Prior to him getting signed uh, for about 10 years, he was the number one mixtape MC in New York City, which is a huge deal. Anybody who doesn't know the mixtape movement, especially in New York, that is how you measure. I was going to say, please don't say anything. That is how you measure how you are an MC. That is a New York thing. Yeah. I was really hoping you didn't talk shit because in the West Coast, we were gonna have to whisper to each other about. Yeah. Uh, I almost feel like in the West Coast, it's about who produces you. In the South, yeah. it's about oh, absolutely. It's it's the same thing. Are you working with Cash Money? Are you working with these guys? These guys. I mean, let's bring up the South about 
my jam. Uh, let me, I got two jams. Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to tell you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a few things about the South before I get on with the rest of my thing. And then we're going to get back to the South right after I make my point. Um, let me tell you about the South. The South is super underrated. T.I. right now is challenging Eminem, which I thought was really, yeah, really. from the South? Yes. He's from Atlanta. About a bit. Yeah. Um, Everybody comes from Atlanta. I feel like that he, doesn't he challenged Eminem. But one of the best things, one of the best lyricists, and as far as it comes from skill for putting lyrics together, I don't give a shit what you say or anybody says. The very, very best is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has a way with metaphors, with the way he pieces things together. Lil right. Wayne. I can't say this. Little yeah, I Wayne. Mean, I'm not going to say the very, very best. It's really not the bottom of the fucking totem pole. Here's the thing. I Little Wayne. Okay, go ahead. I just burnt myself with some hot glue. Sorry, y'all. Little Wayne, in my opinion, is the number two MC in the world. When? Now or before? Period. Little There's Wayne. Shit no. Me. Little Wayne. Sorry, if that's you, a bit dramatic. If you talk to anybody who knows. Little Wayne. I get it, but that's a that dude does not leave the studio. That dude has metaphors, he knows how to rhyme, and he is the only southern rapper outside of TI that actually speaks about something. But let me tell you right, something. I'll give you that. He does speak, but he also just while Eminem went and he ghosted also kind of a sellout. Yeah. Point. For a little bit, yeah. While Eminem while Eminem went ghost for a little while. Um, he got old. Yeah. He decided he wasn't going to release anything. And then he went and he released the greatest, in my personal opinion, the, the greatest lyrical album I have ever heard in my life is Music to be Murdered by. Okay. And as being an adult, especially with children and work and having other <sighs> things to do. I have no idea what the hell you're talking. It was basically what what album is what? Like, let's just be realistic. Okay, so maybe your listeners are cooler than I am. No, no, no. So I'm going to tell you right now. Surely not cool, but I have no idea. Like, name a song. Okay, so here's the last two albums that were released by Eminem. The first one was Kamikaze, right? Kamikaze was a diss onto the fucking universe. It was basically like, hey, guys, man, you forgot. Like, you guys think you can talk shit on me. I'm going to fucking smoke every single one of you, right? Within 10 months, without a, without a single announcement, Music to be Murdered by came out. Music to be Murdered by is the greatest lyrical album, not substance, but lyrical album ever put together. Okay, so... Since at his time, we were just getting out of the whole CD era. Mm-hmm. And it was just, hey, let's download it. Name some songs off of that album that us uncool people would know. Um, Which ones came off? Because obviously Eminem is amazing lyrically. There's no di- denying that whatsoever. But you're a lot more... Factual and statistical than the rest of us normal people. So, what came off of that album for some sort of reference? Well, what made that album so lyrically like, oh my god? 
So he released Not Alike. Not Alike is a song that he did with Royce the Five Nine, where Royce the Five Nine spent two um then what the fuck do you call them? Verses. Two verses um to insult Momo rappers. And then Eminem came in and he started with his little like it is the craziest song I've ever heard. The way that I could put it together, imagine that you're Machine Gun Kelly and I'm an Eminem, right? Yeah. So imagine you are Machine Yeah. So imagine you're Machine Gun Kelly and I've heard you were talking shit about me, right? So I'm going to walk up to you as an OG. I'm not, I'm not sweating it. Why am I sweating it, right? So, talk shit about you. so I'm gonna put my arm around you and I'll be like, "Hey, yeah, man, like." But, but you went after kids, like you don't yeah. know shit about. He's like, "Oh, kids. oh, you thought you were better than me." There is a buildup, and by the time that he decides, "Fuck you," I'm going after you. All you hear is this Wait, beat, and by the time Eminem, yo, says, in this track, you machine gun. Oh yeah, okay. there's. This hard ass beat, and I shit you not, there are angels screaming in the background as or singing in the background as he's absolutely. Are you really saying that? No, that happened. That's not a lie. He absolutely destroyed him. Then he went and he released Godzilla. But here's my thing, like I, like I said, song wise, Machine Gun Kelly. I've heard the name. I've you know, you know all that. It's an uncool parent. I've heard that. I've seen that. All that good job. Only thing I got, obviously, just our generation, I'm going to have my loyalty to Eminem. But on top of everything, from what I've heard, Machine Gun Kelly taught some nonsense about Eminem's kid mm-hmm. or something like that. That's why he instantly. I'm sorry. You fuck with my kid? That's a whole nother scenario. Like I'll we'll, I'll shut my mouth about a lot of shit. You talk about my child, bro. That's a whole nother world. There is a lyric that is super misunderstood that nobody understands and not like where he talks about, um, basically, um, something about jelly. And he talks about apricot, jelly, so on and so forth. Wait, Machine Gun Kelly? No, no, no. Eminem goes off on it. And it's as soon as he mentions his daughter. And and it takes a moment to really read into what he was saying. What he was saying is, you mention my mother, my daughter's name. I'm going to break your fucking jaw so you can eat nothing but jelly that's what um, he said cool give me shoot me them lyrics because at one point in time i'm going to need those because of course our daughter can still fend for herself she's kind of a bitch and a badass but in general fuck with my kid and it's not gonna end well for you I know. So we've gotten so complete. I like. I'm not even gonna lie, baby. I'm not even sure where this whole. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up real quick. Yeah, I'm not even sure where this whole thing started to know where we ended up. I, I have no clue. 
I'm really looking for. This is what our relationship is, but you know what? It's worked for 12 years. Yeah. What is it? I'm going to wrap this up real quick. I'm going to tell you what my point of view is, only because I have 3% left on my phone and I got to close this out. Here's what I want to tell you. When we were growing up, um, we were listening to prior to, we didn't have an opportunity to listen to mumble rap. We had things like Public Enemy. We had things like. There was a story being yes. told that meant something. There was NWA. There was a tribe was called that? Quest. There was always yes. something to overcome. Yes. Over the years, right now, there is no fight. There is nothing. There is so nothing to overcome. Every single one of these rappers are talking about what they had. Here's my issue. Hip hop, when it was originally created, was to talk about things that we went without. Now, I say we went without. I was going to say not necessarily we. No, no, no. I'm going to say when we went, because I was a poor individual living in a ghetto. So... That's what it was for. It was about bringing forth the idea of the things that were going on. Now, what's happening right now in music is that we are not talking about the things that are going on unless you're Mike McDonald or, uh, fuck, man, McDonald or you're, you know, well, that's about it, honestly. Everybody else is talking about crazy nonsense. Listen. I don't know. Here's my two cents. You're rambling on about your two damn cents. My thing is, back in the day, our quote-unquote rappers talked about something. There was a story of how we're going to better ourselves. There was a story of, hey, shit sucks, but we're going to be better and look where we are now, and I'm strong. Whereas today, it's more like, Hey, look, I have a gun. I rape and fuck bitches. Who cares? I'm cool. There's a whole just different. Do you know where the uh, idea of hip hop really honestly got its birthplace? Okay, we have like 10 minutes left. Is it going to bring that up now? Mm-hmm. No. I okay. have no idea. And you've got 10 minutes to explain it. So. Part of the reason was there was no way for black folk to get their message out during the slavery time. The birth of hip hop is the same as the birth of blues. Um, in the fact, no, 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 (laughs) no, and it came from the same thing. It came from the struggle. Okay, the blues, there is no correlation that is closely, more closely tangled in together than the blues and hip hop. Both of those came from the struggle and overcoming the struggle. I don't know, but my jam's on, so you need to wrap this up quick. This is where hip hop needs to get back to. Do you want me to turn it up? Hold on. Yeah, let's do it. See, it's one of the good ones. My girl, a little Kim, baby. You hear that? 
things that are influencing kids, man. Hip hop was about overcoming the bad. But here you get in the moment you that think she's a she is not that she thinks she's a badass and like, look, you can do what you want, but I work for it. If you want to go and you want to talk about the money you make, the cars you drive, the chains you wear. By the way, you are not helping the hip hop. A fucking community, you know, y'all. Hey, you Talk ass? about the things that are keeping us down. All right. Damn, hold, here we go again. Think about that. It's the first video of me and my wifey, baby. You're welcome. Catch you on the flip. <laughs>